0: Welcome to P.S. You Are Loved, hosted by your girls, Serenity and Tanisha.
1: We're two childhood besties who have been through it all. We'll be sharing ideas and stories about personal growth, self love, and living your best life. And as always, if you haven't been told yet today, P.S. You Are Loved. Hey guys, we are back. It is your girl Serenity.
0: I'm so excited. It's your girl Tanisha. So happy to have you listening. I hope you've been enjoying everything so far.
1: Yes, we are on a different topic from the last one. We are talking about having friends of the opposite sex while you are attached and i guess my question (laughs) is is it playing with fire do you think that it is not a good idea to be in a relationship with somebody and still have friends of the opposite sex for us that would obviously that that would be males um and we have two very different opinions about it so we're like hey let's just talk about this in the open and uh see how other people feel about the whole idea about having friends that are not you know your friend you know Uh,
0: you know what even even today's in um you know being inclusive actually maybe we can even uh, expand it to being friends with somebody who you feel or believe may have feelings for you that you maybe don't have feelings
1: for or even you do have feelings for them (laughs) and (laughs) you're attached like you you don't really want them
0: (laughs) we're 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 getting deep here (laughs) (laughs)
1: I think that's also a thing. Like, I think, you know, I'm not saying... I I also feel, and maybe this is something that I'm going to touch on kind of elaborate on as well. I also feel that just because you are not with somebody doesn't mean that you can't be attracted to them. You know, like, I feel like attraction just doesn't just, like, disappear. Like, all of a sudden, that person broke your heart or hurt you or you're not with them anymore for whatever reason. And then it's like, you go from 100 to zero. It just, it's not possible, you know? Like, you don't go from loving somebody the way that you loved them or really liked them to zero degrees like i don't believe in that whole culture um i think it's widely accepted that like break up with your ex like delete all your photos and act like the person (laughs) doesn't exist i don't think that's healthy
0: (laughs) that song with kimbra and goche somebody i used to know
1: (laughs) yeah i don't think that is healthy i think it actually hurts us by not being okay with those emotions, sitting with them, processing them, um, obviously learning to let go and, you know, taking people out of your lives in whatever capacity you need to. But the idea that you're like, f them, I don't want to be, you know, they're not a part of me anymore. And I don't care. I feel like does a disservice to your emotions. You know, I really don't think it's it's healthy. So yeah, we're going to get into that. I think it's amplified with social
0: media where you maybe delete them or you don't delete them. And then you know, either through mutual friends or you you are still connected with connected with them, which is the opposite of what I believe. And you're seeing them move on, right? Because Instagram everything is only the highlights, right? So they're probably hurting just as much as you are, maybe more. But it's not looking like it. So you're judging yourself now, and you're like, this is this is why people are like, ah, oh, fuck you. I'm not gonna think about you, or care about you, because you clearly don't care about me. Um, but this is why I, I do believe like you do need to take a step back. And for some people, if that is deleting everything off of social media, that's fine. But you have to do the mental and emotional clearing too. And I just feel like the reason I want to be friends or have not been remain friends with my exes, who are great people, um, I obviously dated them for a reason. That clearing needed to happen so that I could heal. And and continuing to be friends with them and hang around them while I'm still healing or even when I've moved on, like, there's a reason why I dated them. But there's also a reason why you stopped dating. You stopped dating. So for me personally, meshing the two just never felt right. It just sucked. (laughs) Yeah,
1: yeah. No, I totally hear that. Like I, I, as we were talking about different topics, I was like, how do you feel? And then you started typing and I was like, oh, she's that girl. <laughs> she's like, no, peace out. You don't get to be around me. You don't get to be in my energy. And I totally understand energy. Um, Unless, I Unless get- with the
0: caveat, with the caveat that you have like a really deep seated mutual friendship group, like the majority of my friends, like, like university friends, like we're all kind of like, we're done. Not F you, like, I hate you, but a few, like, goodbye, we're done.
1: Mm-hmm. With
0: with a few exceptions, one of which being you, where it's like, you know, either you've worked with that person and you have that connection or you have deep-seated friendship. I know one of my friends, you know, the, one of her exes that she was with for many years, they're, they're deeply ingrained with her social circle. So she still will see him and his new wife and, and all this kind of stuff. And she's obviously gotten used to it. It's been many years since they've broken up. But for that first little while, it was awkward. But she loved her friends and wanted the harmony there for as long as possible. So she dealt with it. And I am assuming, obviously, so did he.
1: Right. Yeah. It's just, I remember listening to a rant from like this model that I followed. And she was talking about how we should really check our friend circle, and those of our partners as well, like male or female. And if your partner does not have friends of the opposite sex, particularly, you know, if you're dating a male, um, or somebody who identifies as a man, if they don't have female friends, or with people who identify as female or women, um, you know, that they could be potentially putting you in this very objectified space where they're only with you because they see you as a woman and somebody that they want to date, and they can't see themselves having regular relationships outside of their sexual relationships with a, mm-hmm. the opposite sex. And when she said that, I was like, wow, I have a lot of guy friends that I do talk to that I'm cool with, but most of the guys that I date don't have any female friends. And it wasn't until I was in one previous relationship where that guy had a lot of female friends. And it made me question and almost judge him in a very negative way, where I was like, wait, why are you talking to all these bitches? You know, <laughs> like who are all these people? But they were genuinely good friends of his and not something that he was prepared to, you know, not be a part of. You know, like this is a part of his family having these women and men in his life. So it was. Yeah, it was very moving when I heard that. And it kind of made me reevaluate my relationships that I do have with the opposite sex. Even before that, I still did keep a lot of my exes around. Um, And it's just because one, like they're not intrusive. Like I didn't really feel like their energy was gonna affect me. Um, But two, Mm -hmm. I was also just like, I actually want them to see that I'm doing better now. You know, like I want them to know that I'm in a better space and it's because I took that time to, you know, go through that breakup or et cetera, et cetera. So there's always, there's always two sides, but yeah.
0: You know, it's interesting that you were saying though, about, you know, guys not having your partner, not having their own friends of the opposite sex. And I was just thinking that it kind of is ingrained in childhood. Like, I feel like maybe it's getting better now, but I think back to some of the birthday parties I used to go to as a kid, like it was always only mainly girls. I mean, there was a few guys here and there and when I was really young, yes, it was, mm-hmm. it was co-ed, but as you were getting older, there wasn't really, and it, it's kind of when you start to get to puberty and stuff like that, where you're like, right. Oh, you can't you can't intermingle. You can't connect. And I mean, I, again, I went to an all girls high school. And so um, I, I, I wasn't exposed to a lot of guys. The, the extracurricular activities I did were not co-ed also. So, you know, I didn't have any issues with it. It definitely helped my confidence. But when I went to university and I were pulling up to the residence and I was like, oh yeah, <laughs> there's going to be guys here because it was a co-ed residence. It wasn't a, right. a single. So I think it's interesting that part of the concern with a partner that doesn't have female friends is for sure that what you said, but it also could be have how have they been conditioned around that, and right. are they willing and open to trying that? You know, even if things have gone awry for them. So for like for me, for example, things have gone awry for me in fr- in dating circles where I had friends or or volunteer groups that I was a part of, and I was dating that person, and then the relationship dissolved. And then people had to pick sides or I felt like I had to pick sides or I felt like I was left out and I just kind of dipped. And it was just really, really stressful, unnecessarily stressful. Um, and the reason why was because that partner was not able to be cordial or normal around me to the point mm-hmm. where when he had a new girlfriend and I was friendly with her and, you know, we were all talking and hanging out with other people around, he had like a nervous reaction one time and when it was just kind of just blew up randomly and she kind of was like what the hell's wrong with you like you know what I mean so Mm. those are my experiences around I tried to be a friend I tried to be normal and cordial and you're just kind of weird you know so maybe I'll just move
1: forward right I do definitely think that it's a um it does stem from your childhood and then I also feel like you know our ages kind of play a role like you were saying you know at a certain age you kind of stop doing that um, I am now more so reflecting on how beneficial it would be if my husband had a female friend, you know, because then it would be this outside voice of reason I'm not saying that she always has to be on my side, but just an understanding of what it is to be a female outside of, you know, our actual marriage. So I feel like it would, it would help a lot, you know, if, if, if a guy understood, you know, a woman better, you know, and I think in order to understand us, you know, in, in spaces that are not very familiar for them, no matter how many relationships they've been in, because it's always going to be different. Having somebody who, you know, your partner can talk to um, in times that, that you cannot really relate to them is, is important to me, you know, and I feel like it's, it's a working progress trying to implement that into a relationship that didn't start that way, um, or just is not familiar with that kind of space, you know, like talking to opposite sex. And I remember talking to, my husband once and I was like I'd really love to go to the gym and like work out with somebody a guy who you know just kind of has like a good workout regime because my husband doesn't really like workout workout he plays racquetball um and he's not really like the gym head person you know like I want somebody to like push me and be like do the weights and like get on that treadmill and hustle hustle and he's not that guy and we've worked out together on several different times um and he kind of felt like why would I mean like you're going to go play like racquetball with this other dude? And I was like, yeah, why not? And he's (laughs) like, oh, okay, well, I mean, that would be weird. And I was like, but why? Like, I'm not romantically trying to be with this person. And again, a lot of it comes back to trust and a lot of it comes back to ego. A lot of it comes back to, you feeling vulnerable and not knowing how to express those feelings. So you'll say certain things that could rub somebody the wrong way, but they mean well, you know, and they're, they're, they're trying to do what, you know, feels good for their own heart. Um, So I did take that, you know, kind of offensively, so to speak, where I was like, what? So like, I can't have a guy friend. Like that's, that's weird, you know, to me. Mm -hmm. Um, But we've been so conditioned, especially I understand, I know my conditioning has been like, no, you're with somebody. Like, why are you trying to be at that other person's house? And I remember my mom saying that to me where I was like, I just need a break. I just need space. I just need to talk to somebody who also creates space for me that is safe. And if that's a guy or a girl, like it shouldn't matter. You know, like if this is who I've been able to resonate with, then that's who I I resonate with. And I watched my mom drop her guy friends in her marriage and it, it hurt her, you know, where she felt like, you know, she couldn't talk to this person if she invited them over. It had to be a group thing. She couldn't just call them up on the phone and be like, hey, I'm just going to talk to, you know, this person. And I didn't want that for myself. So I think I, yeah. I purposely, you know, stayed friends with people who, even if I was attracted to them, it's like, I'd rather you be in my space in any capacity mm-hmm. than to not wow. be in my space.
0: That's interesting because I was going to say the caveat there is I would feel like the only need. Like If if your mom or anybody's being really honest with themselves, the only need to really drop somebody is if you feel like you have feelings for that person. And I think that people, A, the whole concept of toxic relationships is the the idea that this one person is going to be everything. If they're Mm -hmm. not, this is not the relationship for you. Something's wrong. Something's wrong with them. Something's wrong with you. If you can't get everything possible from this relationship, you got to find somebody else. And I think that that is such a, a toxic narrative within our society. Um, that prevent people from having meaningful relationships outside of just the intimate one, which of course is also a meaningful relationship and friendship and all that right as well. But from my own personal experience, I was friends with a guy before I met my partner and like genuinely I was friends with him. Like I saw mm-hmm. him as a friend, just like you were saying though, even if I had feelings for that person, I would still want them in my life. I kind of had a sense that he had feelings for me. He was dating someone else. Obviously, nothing was was going to happen. But once I started dating his friend or a, a friend, he dropped me as a friend. I was now no longer his friend. I was his friend's girlfriend. Right. And that really hurt me because yeah. I thought we were friends. Right. And so I remember you really helping support me through that because I was just like, we. I literally knew you before this person. Like We had an actual relationship. And just because you can't reconcile your, emo- your emotional or romantic feelings for me, you're you're now protecting your other friend and being respectful quote-unquote and not stepping over someone's territory i remember him saying like these words to me and at the time i didn't say anything but like that's so messed up yeah <laughs> like, i am no one's t-
1: i am right. no one's
0: tip right no i am your friend separate to this person i am a human separate to anybody like there's so much to unpack there but yeah he dropped me and i just kind of had to deal with it like he was not right. open to reconciling that in any kind of way and it really affected how we and how he and I interacted around everybody else because yeah I was bitter I I won't lie I was bitter about it because I never got a proper explanation I never got an opportunity to you know compromise or make it work because then Mm -hmm. in my mind I wasn't able to go to my friend with an issue in my relationship or or go to my partner's friend to help something in our relationship it was it was just nothing right you know? and I think right. people really live that way um and it just everybody loses
1: yeah yeah absolutely i think it's yeah if the guy was doing it to me um obviously i respect those wishes and i'm like hey if being friends doesn't work for you you know let it go um that is usually not the case usually i'm the one that's like hey like we can still have a conversation it might not be right away Um, and it might even be with like people who I didn't necessarily date or have relationships with, but you know, there was attraction, we tried, it didn't really work. It wasn't really for us. Um, but I, I strongly believe in, in people's energy, you know, and if they are good vibes and good energy, then I don't want to lose that person because I am now gained a person, you know, and especially as you're working things out, like, I think. You know, marriage might be a little bit different, but if you're implementing these things before you are getting married, then don't drop them, don't lose them. You know, if this person is good energy, um, I'm not saying sacrifice your relationships for your partner or vice versa, but it's, it's all about how you're, how that person makes you feel, you know? And I, and I remember feeling like I couldn't be friends with exes. um, And then I lost parts of myself that made me feel good, you know? And it wasn't just the flirting, because sometimes it's that too. And we'll get into that. Like I know that some people are like, ooh, but this feels good. And then they'd be sending you these text messages and maybe this could be playing with fire. And I do understand the dangers of that. Like you don't want to be with somebody who you are longing to be with. You don't want to be with friends with somebody who you're longing to be with. So I understand that there is a Right. There's, there's a danger and that's maybe where the playing with fire is, but the friend zone, if you friend zone them and they make you feel good about your being, I mean, that, that's, that's another human that's here for you. You know, like that's a, that person's a part of your tribe. That person is a part of, you know, your happiness, your existence, et cetera. So I don't know. I just, I think it's, 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 it's doable. It's something that you can do. (laughs) You just have to be a matter of being open to doing it.
0: So then my question then is, how do you feel? Let's, let's get into the flirting. How do you feel? Um, I guess generally we'll I'll start here. How do you feel about flirting? And the reason I'm asking is based off of my experience. Yeah, it feels great. And it feels good to kind of, you know, play a little bit with fire or, you know, people give you a compliment on the, you're not going to just like, ah, I'm dating someone. Don't talk to me. You know, like it's, it's just human nature. But the issue that I have with flirting is that it's, in my experience, only ever been when it's convenient, or, well, when it's convenient and inconvenient. So convenient in that they're only talking to me when I'm single, but their shit's not together. So we're even when I'm single, we're not able to be a thing. And then I find someone awesome and I'm with them, but then now I'm the bad guy because oh, I didn't wait for them or. Now, I'm always dating someone when they're not available. So I don't know how that's my fault, but that's weird. But they still flirt. And then there's the other aspect to it where it's like, you know I'm with somebody. You know I'm happy. But you keep bringing back, in a flirtatious way, opportunities where we could have been together. Or it could have been something. It's like, bitch, it's not going to be anything ever. So why are we talking about this? So I just... (laughs) It was good. well, it was fun then it's never gonna be a thing. So, why are we talking about this? So, what do you think about flirting while you're attached?
1: Um I think there's a healthy um percentage of flirting that should be allowed within relationships, you know, and I'll use a very, very innocent example of you know you go to the bar and you both pretend like you don't know each other, and maybe somebody starts talking to you know the girl. And the guy comes in and sweeps her off and kind of like, you know, it's like pretending to be with her, but not be with her kind of thing. We've seen those scenes in movies, et cetera. Yeah, I was
0: like, okay, Hollywood. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I, I feel like that is innocent flirting. Like that is innocent, um, you know, pick me up boost kind of thing. And I don't think it hurts your relationship if both parties are obviously on board. So for me, I think flirting is, is a way to obviously make yourself feel, you know, good about yourself. Like you go out as a girl or as a woman and you're like, you know, you had a guy hit on you and now you feel like you got your mojo back. You know, like, I think it kind of relates a lot back to that. It's just, again, validating, being validated and feeling validated, um, feeling like you still got it, feeling like, you know, you are still somebody who is desirable. And I think we all want to feel that way, you know, and sometimes within your relationships, especially if they, are long relationships like you know you've been with somebody for you know two plus years etc sometimes that fades and sometimes that person doesn't make you feel reassured that you are still this hot mama or this person who is desirable because you are in this thing and you've got into a routine and this is just what it is and I think flirting um helps you kind of reset and kind of have that pickup, you know where you're like all right i still got the shit so i I don't know i think there's a percentage that Mm -hmm. that you can kind of sit in um i don't know what that percentage is if that's gonna be your next question because i feel like it's different for everybody um and what some partners would be comfortable with you doing other people will not so it's it's really down to the two people but i think the two people involved have to be so secure in their relationship for this to even work to begin with. You can't just be like, I'm going to flirt because I listened to this podcast and she said, it will make me feel good. Like that's not (laughs) how this works. You're not liable. (laughs) You're not liable. I'm saying you have to have a conversation about what innocent flirting looks like and what's healthy and what's okay within your relationship. That's what I'm saying. Right.
0: No, and I think that's, that's important. Like, I mean, my fiance and I have talked about that, you know, with the exception of, maybe caravana and even then that's not really who I am we've already discussed that; like we're not really cool with the other person grinding up with or on somebody else Um, dancing yes dance battle you know la la, you know Spanish dancing land dancing that's totally fine that's where
1: I want you to stick a pin because what about salsa what about bachata? like yeah just be all up in your business but you know what how do you stop that I mean i okay
0: but I feel like it's Different, and I I want to I want to get to where I was going. I don't want to get too off topic because right. what I was gonna say was you can you can flirt. I feel like you can flirt within your relationship. I don't think it has to be a conversation of you clearly don't give two craps about me or you don't appreciate me, and I'm not getting what I need out of this relationship. So I'm gonna flirt outside. It's again like you said, having that conversation, not necessarily about what's okay flirt, flirt- flirtatious wise outside the relationship. But continuing to date your partner, continuing to date your spouse so that you can flirt with each other. Like it's possible, it's possible and it can rekindle things. And then you don't have to look for that validation outside. And again, I don't even like to say that word validation because then that takes the power away from us. And like, feels like we need to get that from somebody else externally. You can definitely get that within yourself. It just feels nice from somebody else. I'm just saying it can be from your current partner that's what i was
1: yeah no i totally agree totally agree
0: but what i was gonna say about the dancing and maybe we're getting a little top topic here so we're we're both we both were born in in north american countries you're from uk canada but we grew up here in canada we grew up with west indian families and parents yes grinding winding up whatever else bubbling all that stuff that's part of our culture but there is there it's still very sexual it's very very sexual mm-hmm. and I think it's it's more sexual than it is cultural jumping up and like being part of silica that's different but the way that the grinding in the the grinding up now is very sexual whereas I don't see it like that when it comes to latin dance kazumba maybe but like when I go to my kazumba class and I'm being I'm being taught a specific routine with my instructor and he's you know a 40 plus year old very heavy man that I'm not attracted to when we're rubbing bodies together or like not even really, because there's a professionalism right yes if I went to social dance maybe it's different and you would have probably more experience than I would in that case but I just feel like it's different so then we so that because of that we've had a conversation on what we feel like is okay
1: yeah, no, I think there's a huge difference between a social setting and like getting a lesson, you know, like you trip to a class and you're, whether your instructor is hot or not, um, you're still there for a purpose, you know, like you're there to learn something so that you can incorporate it into your own thing, etc. Um, but I'm talking about going to like a dance party. And I mean, I used to frequent um, salsa clubs um, when I lived when I still lived in Toronto. And that was a weekly thing, like at least once or twice a week, um, my then best friend would we would literally just go out to the club and just salsa dance and that was one way of one relieving a lot of stress from my body to taking away my mind from all the shit that was going on and allowed me to have a connection with somebody that I didn't really have true. to see after you know like there yeah. was no attachment after that connection I might have seen them next week I might have seen them the same day but there wasn't like a oh you're with me kind of vibe it was like no we really dance we sweat like you sweat so much when you go but yeah, then that's dancing.
0: different because I remember going dancing with. you guys and like we were the guys were usually the experts so we were just kind of like a fun thing for them and like it was just fun for us and they were twirling us around and doing all these things we're like the when you go to a club or I'm you know my people might hate on me if I say this again when you're going you don't even go to Carabana so like you're like oh, I totally don't. I'm not <laughs> you're a <fat> like girl. <laughs> no <not> a fat. <laughs> but and maybe your sister who is a, a little bit more of a fat girl has a different opinion of this but I feel like when you're at Carabana you're at a fat or you're at a club and you're drinking and you're 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 influenced and you know people are grinding up on you and they're in your ear it's different than like trying to get exercise and execute a routine that you learned in class that week mm-hmm. with, whether that's True. from the guy's perspective or the girl's perspective and yeah we're two people moving versus right. i'm drunk you're drunk you're cute i'm cute let's just move our bodies whether you're attached or not
1: right right no i think there's different types of dancing absolutely i think both Kind of speak to, again, I still I still feel like a guy could be jealous of somebody going out and salsa dancing with an, with a male partner. Like I still think that there's there could yeah. be jealousy around that, um, just because they know what salsa dancing is like or bachata or you know other variations of that. Um, I still think that there's there could be um, reason for that person to feel insecure about you going out and being touched by another by the opposite sex. Um, so in both cases, I think you know there's still room for having a conversation about you know what those boundaries look like. I personally, like I said, I don't go to Fets, so I'm not the kind of person where you're gonna see me bubbling up, grinding up, waka waka wine. Like I am not that girl. <laughs> I will never be that girl. I've never been comfortable in those kind of settings. Okay, um, you're not that girl to do it with
0: someone, but please, listeners, don't get it twisted. She's bubbling up and whining and grinding and all that. Kind with of my shit. girlfriends,
1: and that's something yes, yes. that I really, really, really. Strive. I love that to like create a a space if i am going out with my girlfriends it's we're not here to pick up dudes Like we're here to literally just sweat and feel good and like have space for each other, like hold space for each other. So very, very different vibes. But you're right. I do think it does come down to like having those conversations with your partner and like understanding, you know, where their boundaries lie. I think even if you're going to introduce this conversation like today, like, you know, you're married or you are already living together or you're already in a long-term relationship, I think if you were ever to voice this, And it be a part of your concern where you're like, hey, you know, how do you feel about this? You you always have to come back to the space of, this is not about me trying to step out. This is about me trying Mm. to feel balanced, you know, and Mm. feel whole. And if your conversation comes from that space where you're like, hey, you know, sometimes I feel really good when this happens. And not so much gauging reaction, but actually breaking down those feelings for you, for your, for yourself. You know, like, why does this feel good? And maybe having that internal conversation with yourself before you even have it with your partner, because then you have a better idea of why you're even doing this in the first place. Why do you feel good when somebody compliments you? And I'm not saying take numbers, but you could smile like... Nobody's saying don't smile. And I know that there's even a culture around stop telling women to smile because I've been Uh a part of that culture where I'm like, I get it. I do not want a man off the street to tell me to smile, but I'm okay with smiling if I feel good about the attention that I'm getting. And I shouldn't feel-
0: Because it's your choice. It's not something you tell me, it's your choice. That's my point, people. Never say that to a woman.
1: You will not- Don't ever tell somebody that they should smile. But what I was gonna say-
0: Well, I always know it's when you know what I've said to them. Um, when I actually was actually very quite happy but I was thinking about something, I turn around and I was like, Tell me a joke and then he would start to say something I'd be like, eh and just walk away. And then they're like
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's one way of dealing with them.
0: Yep. Well, I've tried being the nice. I've tried ignoring, and I was like, you know what? I feel like oh yeah. Bit I bit
1: don't know bit. how yeah. many things um, my ex friend and I used to do. Like, I'm talking fake numbers. I'm talking like just random business cards. I'm talking like meet us at the next party. I'm talking oh you want to buy us a drink? We'll get a drink, but you'll never see our face again. Like there yeah. are so many tactics that women have to. That's like a whole other topic yep. that, that women true have true to it. go through just to like be themselves. True. Like be a woman
0: <laughs> yeah and things that people don't have to think about like I remember having to put the guy would put his phone number in my phone and I would change the name immediately to do not answer so that I it pops up <laughs> so that you knew <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean like and I've had oh that I've had that conversation with my fiance you know I asked him again I know we're getting a little off topic but I asked him you know when you walk downstairs to your parking garage what do you when when you leave the elevator what are you thinking but between the elevator and to the car, what, what's going through your head? Because what's going through my head is I look up the elevator. I look both ways to make sure no one is there. I beeline to the door with my keys in my hand and I don't unlock the car until I get close to it. And I only unlock it the first level. So that the first door opens and I get in. You don't have to think about that. Yeah. Right? The, I have to think about my safety. So what I was going to say about security in general in a relationship is when you have that conversation with your partner and they react positively to the question of how you feel or negatively negatively being like why are you asking me this or i don't like xyz that's another topic to go into why do you feel insecure because i remember when when my fiance and i first started dating we went to a birthday party of one of my friends at a club and um yeah some guys were flirting with me i was dancing like he isn't as much of a dancer as i am and you know how i am or we both are when we go to clubs we're kind of in our own world the music hits us we're, we're, we're the star of a music video and this is our <laughs> moment. <girls> 101.
1: <laughs> <laughs> on the,
0: on the speaker box back in university all the time. That was me. <laughs> but you know, some of the girls that I used to know in university who were at that party would see my fiance Rashid and, and see this guy flirting with me or try to talk to me. And Rashid's just kind of there sitting there, you know, like vibing to the music, just being his chill self. Like he always is. And they'd be like, aren't you mad? Aren't you going to go stop that? And then they would come up to me, why are you talking to that guy? And and he would literally just say to them, she's coming home with me. Like, I don't care. <laughs> like, that's right. what matters at the end of the right. You know what I mean? Right. So I think having that conversation around, if flirt- flirting is okay, maybe dig deep and ask yourself, how secure do you feel in this relationship, both of you and then together? And then you kind of work from there.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think that's, yeah, I think that's, that's so cool. And I think Rashid is really cool about that. Like, your partner is my husband, and I'm gonna kind of going to drop a bomb here. He's the complete opposite. Like, I mean, he's not the jealous type. I mean, I work as a nude model. I've been, you know, showing my naked body to the world for years and years and years before I met him. Um, but he's not the kind of person where he's like, yeah, that's okay. Like if I, I feel like if I were to have that conversation, not that I'm doing these things in private or behind his back, but if I were to initiate that conversation, it would be stemmed from in his mind, you're not happy like what's going on, what's happening, you know, Um, and it's still important to address those conversations regardless of their, you know, response or their reply or whatever. Um, But yeah, my husband is, is, is not very secure with himself. And it's something that I'm working on with him to kind of get him to that place where it's like, no, it doesn't have to look like this. It can look like this. Um, but it's a process, you know, and, and if you are facing anything like that, where your partner is not necessarily comfortable with, you know, how you choose to identify your happiness, um, it's really, really important if this person is is your person, you know, somebody that you, that you want to be with, to break those barriers down for them and help them understand why this is a part of your happiness, why it's a part of your balance, why it's a part of your, you know, just who you are as a person in general. Um, but that works for just all areas of your life. You know, like my, like I said, he's he's not very secure with all the things that I, I do do on a regular basis or I am comfortable with. And having that conversation really does help a lot.
0: But what I will say he is, and again, I'm just giving him some props <laughs> because it's not about <laughs> props. It's about, re- it's about reality. It's about reality. And yes, Rashid is very, um is, is really good at that, but he's had to work at it because I've pushed him like like look dude, like we can't this is what works for me. He tells me it works for him. Like we've had to both really put in the work around that. But what I will say is like, yeah, maybe your husband isn't as confident in, in, in the same respect that you would be, but he's put in the work or you've put in the work with him because, you know, some of your some of your previous clients that you used to work with quite quite closely, you know, maybe were of the opposite sex and and that working relationship as their personal assistant or you know helping with their business whatever it was was professional and you have had to travel with them sometimes for weeks on end you know and he had to be okay with that he figured out a way to be okay with that so there is opportunity to learn because re- the reality is as secure as you are ever there's always that that percentage or that room for error for Absolutely. for possibility you know and so In that example, he gave you the benefit of, and himself, the benefit of the doubt, right? And everything was fine. Everything worked out. You came back home, you didn't leave him. So now, okay, we've learned this lesson. Okay, maybe it's okay. Right, right, Right. exactly. Exactly. So it takes time, people. It's not gonna be immediate.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And I mean, professionally, unprofessionally, however you you meet these other people. I think another point that he made, um, my husband, he talked about you know new friends versus old friends, and new friends of the opposite sex versus old friends of the opposite sex, and I think that was a really valid point. Um, you know, if you're meeting new people of the opposite sex and wanting to get to know them better to be your friend, um, that's where things got very gray for him. Where he was just like, well, why would you want a new friend? of the opposite sex you know now you're going to hang out with them and have to get to know them and you know you know you don't know their intentions and i know that he trusts me enough on a level of like professionalism i've worked with Mm -hmm. hundreds of male photographers um all over the world literally and he's never doubted my ability to do my job go in, get naked literally for hundreds of men um and do my job and come home with my money with my you know my dignity, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Um, He's never, ever, ever questioned that. And he knows that I'm very, very like direct and to the point and I go do my job and then I'm home. Um, But when it comes to more social level of like meeting people, his argument was like, well, why? Like why? And I think the level and that layer of just being able to talk to somebody else is so crucial. And we have not given enough space for that in our society. Like, like you were saying earlier, it's this, you are my person, you're my person, and this is it. And there's nobody else. And you have to fill all of these roles. And I remember talking to you about this when we were younger, when I was like, your person cannot be everything for you. Like, they just simply cannot. And you're like, I couldn't,
0: I couldn't understand.
1: (laughs) And I'm like, no, like that you have a person who's going to help you get to the place where you want to be in terms of happiness and your family and your home and your life. But there's got to be other people to fill in the gaps. There's got to be other people to fill in the spaces. And it's not just for, oh, your person or your partner can't handle all of you or can't provide all the things that you need. It's you actually need the balance. Like Mm. the balance is how this becomes an important play in your relationship, where that person that you live with is not your everything. And you're able to give yourself space and actually step away from scenarios so that you can understand your partner better. You know, being Mm -hmm. able to talk to other people helps you like you just, you know, mentioned like, yeah, your husband might not have been cool with this, but he was really cool about this thing. And it helps Mm. you, See the bigger picture, you know, be outside of your space because you're too close to it. So, I think that's another reason why I'm like, Yeah, I support, you know, um, having friends of the opposite sex while you are attached because it helps you gain perspective on something that you might not be able to see because you're so close.
0: Absolutely. And um, just to kind of like piece it all together, I guess I would say take the time to ask yourself these questions first. Uh, So assess your own internal environment about how you feel about this. You know your relationship before you bring this to your partner. Do you think there's wiggle room for openness before you even bring it up? That way you can figure out how best to communicate what you mean and your intention is behind this question because you know how your partner may or may not react. Always give them the benefit of the doubt, but over time you'll figure that out. And then you yourself be open to that response. They may surprise you, uh, good or, or challenging, and be open to, you know, maybe you came into this conversation with an agenda to have a certain result. Maybe you need to be flexible on adjusting whatever that a- expectation was as well.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I love that. That is definitely so crucial. It's like look inwards first and then have that exterior outward conversation about what it is that is going to open up that happiness. And sometimes it changes. I think that's the other important thing to realize too, you know, what was working for you in the beginning of your relationship might not be working for you today. And it's okay Mm -hmm. to change those things. You know, we get into routines and we start feeling like, well, this is just how things are, but it's not like we are creating how things are, you know? So Mm -hmm. if, something needs a shift and you need to kind of get a reset on something, do it. Like that, that, that is your cue. You know, if you're feeling like, wow, I wish I did more of this, address those issues as early on as you can in your relationship so that you can tweak it and then you can implement it, you know, and get those things rolling. So you'd be like, okay, this is working. And maybe, maybe after all of this, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you have an opposite friend, a friend of an opposite sex, and it doesn't work. And you're like, maybe this is not for me. And that's okay, too. Nobody's saying mm-hmm. that this has to be the way that you play things out in your relationship. Maybe having friends of the opposite sex is not a good idea. And it does not work yeah. within your relationship. That's okay, or, too. Or maybe it does, but it's just in a group setting. You know? Like, it's it's just with you right. know
0: your gym or your volunteer group or, you know, maybe the only few friends of opposite sex that you have are your girlfriend's partners um right. and you know that's okay too because it, it is still a friendship it doesn't have to be wrapped up in a specific package but you know what we want to hear from you what do you think um you know don't forget to rate review and subscribe email us um at, at our email is psyourlovedpodcast at gmail.com you know, send us DMs at our Instagram underscore PS to are loved, and we want to know what you think and we'll share it with it with everybody because this is a conversation that I think people have been having a lot over the years and we need to bring it out there.
1: Yes. Yes. Tell us how you're feeling all the feelings and remember PS you are loved. We love you. We are sending you good positive vibes.